Well, good morning. Scott Debrison here, lead pastor of Victory Life Church. And so glad that you decided to tune in today. I hope you've been enjoying every, the service so far, the worship and the encouragement from Pastor Yvette, my wife. I know what a blessed man I am. <laughs> and I, I think you're going to really enjoy um, today's message that the Lord laid on my heart for you. Uh, just a couple of uh, quick uh, housekeeping items. I sent out a letter this week and outlining our plan for returning to uh, live services. And the goal is July 19th. And so that's a tentative date. We just got to make sure all our ducks are lined up in a row. So pray about that. And I am so looking forward to an opportunity to connect with you guys live once again. We've been doing church. Church has not stopped. We've been doing it from day one of this crisis. And I am, I am so blessed, uh, that it has gone as smooth as it's gone. I'm encouraged with, uh, the things that I've heard about how you've enjoyed, uh, the services. And uh, I have, I know that, and it's been a unique summer so far, a unique season in our lives. We're not done yet. God's not done yet. He's still at work. And so I'm looking forward to what is going to happen in this next chapter that we're about to write. Well, are you ready for today's uh, word? Uh, the Lord laid this message upon me that I entitled, Strong Faith in the Face of Crisis. There are many examples in scripture of those who have faced some deep, dark crises in their lives, only to discover that in the face of them, their faith was stronger than they could ever imagine. Have you found that out to be true? When you're faced with a crisis or a series of crises, do you find uh, your faith to be strong? Or do you find your faith to be weak? I hope it's strong, but if it's not, no worries. There is hope. Not many of us in our journey uh, actually stand tall in the face of crisis. We, we wish we would. We dream sometimes we would. But most of us struggle with it, myself included. But it is that very struggle which builds our faith muscles. And as those muscles grow, so grows our ability to face every crisis that may come our way. Scripture talks about, in fact, this one person who struggled with a 12-year health crisis. And it got so bad that this lady... Uh, went broke in her efforts to try to discover a cure. And have you noticed that the same can be true today? There have been some marvelous breakthrough research with some very promising results in various areas of healthcare, but it costs a bucket load of cash to get that done. And you may have uh, done some of your own investigation into a few of those studies and breakthrough research only to discover you'll have to make uh, your own way there, wherever it may be. Maybe it's a breakthrough in Germany. 
And so you have to make your own way there. You have to cover all your pre-surgery costs, all your post-surgery costs, and then you have to pay top dollar on top of that to get the actual surgery done. Some people uh, have actually mortgaged their homes or even sold their homes in an effort to get well, much like this woman in the story that we're going to read here in a moment in her 12-year struggle. See, health care costs uh, can be downright expensive and at times even discouraging. For example, last year, America's total medical costs hit a new record in their country of $3.4 trillion, which is about 18% of their GDP. In Canada, our total was $264 billion for healthcare costs or 11.6% of our GDP. The national doctor bills in both countries dwarfs anything else that we may spend money on, including uh, food, clothing, housing, and even our militaries. Let's then go to Mark chapter 5. And read this story starting with verse 24. And to help out, I'm going to put it on the screen for us. And it goes like this. And a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had. And she was no better, but rather grew worse. Really, it's a sad story. Um, maybe you can somewhat relate to her story. In Canada, 12.9% of the population suffers from multimorbidity. That is the presence of multiple diseases or conditions. 12.9%. I was blown away by those numbers. And my heart aches, breaks for those who suffer. I can't imagine your pain or how much you've suffered over the years. And I'm sure, like many people, uh, you've seen specialists after specialists after specialists only to walk away disappointed. The lady in this story was no different. She probably, uh, at one point in her life, was a woman of means, a woman of wealth. Otherwise, why would they mention in this story that she spent all that she had? But sadly, she discovered that money could not buy her health. Money is certainly a tool. Thank God for money. That has gone toward research. I also thank God for every healthcare professional in this country who tirelessly work hard at helping uh, their patients. But just like in the Bible days, uh, it is uh, the same today. Oftentimes in the medical profession, we hit a wall. And I love what this precious lady did when she hit that wall. Let's carry on reading. Again, I'll put it up on the screen for you. It says, she had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only 
I may touch his clothes, I will be made well, if only. She heard the reports about Jesus. And they didn't have Facebook. They didn't have Instagram or TikTok. So how then did she hear the reports about Jesus? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they had tabloids back then. I don't think they had daily newspapers or newscasters. I know they didn't have the internet. (laughs) How then did she hear about the miracles that Jesus was doing? Well, the old-fashioned way. It was actually, it's been this way for 99.9% of history. People hear about things over tea. They hear about things while visiting with a friend. Uh, They hear about things through the chatter on the street. See, she heard about Jesus through the excitement of others. Someone had been miraculously healed, and we If you read the Bible, you'll see there's lots of stories about that. And we'll discover some of those today. And then those people began talking. And the people they're connected with began talking. And the people that may just happen to have been there when when these miracles occurred, they started talking. And somehow, some way, she heard about what Jesus did. And faith started to stir within her. She started wondering, as the verse said, if only, (laughs) if only I, if only I could, if only I could get close to him, then maybe, she's thinking, maybe, just maybe, he might heal me. And it all started because someone like you was either talking about Jesus and She just happened to overhear that conversation or someone like you actually sat down with her and got her hopes up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I've heard the argument my entire Christian walk. Whenever I talk about healing or go to these forms of scriptures, people will say things like, you don't want to get people's hopes up. Well, I don't know. I think that's just naturally what happens when you start talking about Christ. You get people's hopes up. It's actually an offshoot of talking about Christ. See, I'd rather work on getting people's hopes up than pulling people's hope down. And if it wasn't for someone like you, who was willing to talk to this poor woman, She never would have heard about Jesus and never would have taken that long walk to receive her healing. Somebody like you got her hopes up, and I'm so grateful for that. Anyways, someone like you dared to talk about Christ to someone who was desperate, to someone who needed to hear what you were saying. Someone like you was bold enough to stand up and be counted as a Christ follower. And church, we need more people like this. We need more people who will talk about Jesus to people that they meet. More people who would care less about what people might think about them 
and care more about helping those who are desperate, even to those people who might not even know that they're desperate. Let's go back and carry on with this story. I'll throw it up on the screen again for your convenience. It says, and immediately, (laughs) immediately, I like that. (laughs) Her if only, her if only I may touch his clothes, uh, turned into a miracle. (laughs) Friends, here's my prayer for you. I want your if only to turn into a miracle. You hear that? I want your if only to turn into a miracle like it did with this lady. It goes on and says, and immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. She knew. (laughs) She knew beyond the shadow of any doubt whatsoever that she was touched by a miracle. I love that. There was no pause in her. There was no hesitation. Uh, She knew it. She knew it. She just knew, but she knew, but she knew, but she knew that she was instantly healed. She was touched by a miracle. (laughs) Let's carry on and see what else it has to say. Verse 30. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? (laughs) See, power had gone out from Jesus. What drew that power? Something obviously drew out that power from Christ. Was it his mercy? Well, you know, I thought about that and it actually couldn't have been his mercy because he had not yet met her. Was it compassion? Again, no, because he had, they had never met. What then drew out Christ's power to heal? It's a really good question. Well, let's carry on reading and discover what that is. Verse 31, and his disciples said to him, you see the crowd passing, pressing in around you, and yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, and here it is, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Did you catch that? What drew out his power? Do you see it? It says, daughter, your faith has made you well. In the face of crisis, her faith is what drew out Christ's power to heal. It's actually pretty remarkable, really. Someone told her about Jesus. Faith began to rise in her heart. She took that long walk to find him. And her faith drew out the power to heal from Christ the healer. Here's my question to you. Will you tell someone? 
Will you take the chance and tell a friend or a family member about Jesus? Will you take the chance and tell about the one who can heal? Will you be willing to get people's hopes up? (laughs) Because chances are, the person who told this woman about Jesus and the miracles he does had never personally experienced a miracle themselves. So don't let that stop you. Don't let your personal experience stop you from sharing with others the miracles of Christ. We are all called, friends, every one of us, to plant seeds of hope into people's lives. Let's then do all we can to do just that. To plant seeds of hope. To get people's hopes up for a miracle. And here's the thing about Scripture. This woman isn't the only example that we see of how through faith people received a miracle. Strong faith in the face of crisis. There's a story of two blind men that we see in Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 to 31. Let's let's go there and see what it has to say to us. It says, And as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David. See, there's their cry here. There's their plea. Their faith started talking to them. Well, let's carry on and see what else it says. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, I love this, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were open. <laughs> According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were open. Pretty darn cool, I'd say. Again, just like with the woman in the previous story we just read, we see Jesus saying to these two blind men, according to your faith, be it done to you. Faith in the face of crisis brought about these dudes healing. And We're not done yet. There's still another case found in Matthew 15, 22 to 28, that talks about how faith produced a miracle. So let's go there and see what that one has to say, shall we? Matthew 15, 22 to 28 says this, And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying. There's that cry again, that plea again. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, her, oh woman, and here it is, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed 
instantly. <laughs> Powerful. Now, I'm not going to dive into the hidden meaning behind this discourse other than to say Jesus wasn't being mean. He was just pulling on her faith. Jesus was drawing out her faith for healing. And just like with the woman in the previous story we read and the two blind dudes, this woman's faith brought about the healing. Brought about healing for somebody else. I love it because Jesus himself said, Jesus said, woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. I love it. And there's another example. I know, you know, this is not the way you're supposed to preach. You're only supposed to give one scripture and then, you know, build upon it from there. Otherwise, you confuse people. But the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I need to give you this word so that you can see it, so that you can begin to, your faith can begin to be challenged and strengthened and encouraged so that you can face Every crisis that you may face with strength and courage in God. Amen? Through strong faith. Well, it says in in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 to 13, there's another example, and I'll throw it up on the screen for you again. It says this. When he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. I love that reply. Jesus is like, okay, I'm, let's go. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come, come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled. And said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. And to to the centurion, Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at the very moment. Here's another example of having faith, strong faith, for another who is faced with a severe crisis. Strong faith in the face of crisis, friends, that's what you and I need. Church, let's then do all we can to build people's faith. Let's do all we can to trust God for miracles to occur all around us. Let's Get our hopes up. (laughs) Let's get people's hopes up. Let's talk about Jesus to everyone that we may meet. Let's let people know that there is a God who cares, who loves, and who heals. Let's get people's hopes up. Every one of these stories that we see in Scripture started by someone talking about what Jesus did. The woman with the issue of blood heard about it from somewhere. The two blind men heard about it from somewhere, heard about 
the fact that, wow, Jesus can heal. Jesus can heal. This last story, the centurion servant, the centurion obviously heard somewhere along the line that, wow, Jesus can heal. And he sought him out. And then this Canaanite woman for her daughter had heard somewhere along the line that Jesus can heal. Someone had been talking about Christ to these people. They heard it maybe when they were at the coffee shop or at the doner shop. <laughs> they heard it from a family member or a friend. Uh, maybe they read about it in the Good News Gazette. I don't know. But they heard about Christ and their, their hope got. Someone raised their hope. Friends, can I encourage you to begin to be a people who get people's hopes up. Be that kind of person who gets people's hopes up. Get their hopes up by telling them about Jesus. Letting them know that there is a God who truly cares about their situation. And I know it's a step of faith. It is. It's a step of faith to encourage someone to take a step of faith and to move toward Christ, Christ the healer. I know it goes against uh, much of our our logic. I know it goes against much of our Western medical understanding of healing. I recognize that. But the Bible is the Bible. And... The stories in the Bible that were written then uh, were not just written for the people back then. Not just written for the people in the first century or second century uh, AD. They weren't just written for the people who lived on earth a thousand years ago. It was written for people who are alive today on planet earth. It is written for people like you and I. And those people that we do life with who are currently going through a health crisis in their life. Uh, It was written for those who are going through financial crises in their life. In fact, uh, next week, Pastor Ron is going to be talking uh, on that exact topic. Friends, the word of God and the stories that we see in the Bible were written for us today to get our hopes up. To trust in the one who can heal us. So I don't know where you're at in your life. All I know is we have a 12.9% multi-morbidity rate here in this country. People who suffer from multiple forms of sicknesses and diseases. All I know is those people need hope. A hope that can't always be found in Western medicine or Eastern medicine or any medicine. It's not that we don't appreciate healthcare workers. We do. My wife is a healthcare worker and we honor them and we pray for them and we thank God for them. But friends, there also is the ultimate healer, Christ our Lord. Let's be willing to introduce people to him. Amen. 
Wow. I hope this is stirring your faith. I hope this is challenging you not only to trust God to be your healer, but to trust God that you can be his voice telling others who need to hear this message and to hear messages such as this that speak about the healing power and anointing of Jesus Christ, that you would be one of those people who would be willing to go out and spread the word to everyone you meet. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to be right back after just a short word from Peter as he talks to us about a few things. And when I return, uh, I'll be back to uh, close in prayer and just trust God for a great victory in your life. Amen. What we would like to do today is close in prayer, uh, to pray um, a prayer of healing over those of you that are suffering right now with a health crisis. And then we'd also like to close and pray for uh, those people that you are standing in the gap for, those people mm-hmm. that you are praying for mm-hmm. who need a financial miracle, uh, need a, uh, a health miracle. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, join us as we pray. Father, I just want to thank you for each and every person that's uh, listening today and that will listen in the days to come. Lord, that they would just connect in with the fact that you absolutely love them and want to heal them. Lord, we know that because your word says so. And Jesus spent a good part of his ministry going about healing many people to demonstrate the character of God. So, Lord, we just thank you uh, today as as people are pulling in, Father God, with faith to say, I need that. I need that for now. I need that for my family. Lord, I thank you right now for that physical healing to be manifested in their lives. I pray over every person's physical body from head to toe, organs, muscles, blood vessels, uh, every part of you that's requiring a healing. And we thank you, Father God, for your goodness to shine through. Uh, we thank you, Father, for the testimonies that come back of that uh, that victory over that sickness. And I just pray, Father God, for just a tenacity, just like that woman who knocked and knocked and knocked and wouldn't give up asking, Lord, that we would do the same. And I thank you, Father, for your faithfulness in the name of Jesus. Father, we lift up those um, that we know who need a a health miracle, Mm -hmm. need a a miracle, Father. So we lift them up to you. Just name them by name right now. And Father, I thank you for their healing breakthrough. I thank Thank you for their healing miracle. I thank you that Jesus Mm -hmm. is our ultimate healer. And Father, I declare and pray in the name of Jesus that each and every one of those people would recognize and see that Jesus Christ is the great healer. So I declare this over them and I declare them free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, we have such an opportunity and a privilege to stand in the gap for those that are needing that healing. Uh, whether you need it yourself or not, you can be that agent of help to someone by praying. And uh, I have a motto that in life that's never give up, just never give up, uh, because we have every right to believe the Word of God because it's true. And because it's true, we can bank our lives on it. So never give up trusting Him for the very best for yourself and for someone else. Amen. That's a good point. So thank you again for tuning in. Until we see you again next week. Bye for now. See ya.